Hello and welcome to the Just Hoops podcast. Um, my name is Jacob. My brother here is Josh, and we're going to talk about basketball. I feel it's time to talk about the rookie class. They've been really impactful across the board. A lot of young and exciting guys in a ton of different places from Orlando, Utah, Sacramento, Oklahoma City, Indy, just a lot of different rookies impacting in different ways. I think overall, like, I think there wasn't a lot of uh, adjustment for a lot of these guys. So it'll be really fun to dive in talk about how they're playing and just what we think about them so far in their careers. But uh, before we do so, Josh, how's it going? It's going really well, I guess. Um, you know, living life. Finally, it's I've, I was on a little hiatus over here trying to find out a schedule with uh, basketball really in the heat of it in college basketball. Um, and then watching NBA games at night, it's been kind of tough. But last night was a fun slate. Monday night, sorry for listeners. Monday night was a fun slate. A uh, few good games there. Uh, uh, the Kings looked amazing. Um, but, yeah. But also Orlando struggled. They struggled. But, and then we all saw why Milwaukee deserves to be in that top tier last night. Being down what fourteen in the third, ugly win. Late, late ugly in the third. Win. Then they go on a quick ten zero run, get it to a four point game, and then take the lead and win. Hey, as Giannis said, once Joe starts doing his thing, Drew is back and healthy. And then imagine Middleton being bad mf'er that he is. That's like <laughs> that with with uh, uh Joe Ingles being like starting to get his feet underneath him now. Um, that gives. Middleton a ton of extra time to ease his way back in like he doesn't have to rush back in to try to be what he was before his injury it's a whole new level like he just opens the door for so many things it's yeah it's fun he looked he looked like back to his normal self like there was flashes of his normal self last night I remember one play it was he got a screen there was good defense on the screen they kind of iced it a little bit and then he did like it was a rescreen and he went downhill got a I think it was a little lob. An easy layup, yeah. It was like I was like, "Yep, yeah, there he is." Joe's great in the pick and roll, man. Mm-hmm. Like very underrated, but mm-hmm. um, that's what Milwaukee was probably the most impressive last night of the bunch. Like, yeah. Because you text, I I wasn't I wasn't able to see the first half, and you texted me. You were like, "Oh, the Knicks are looking really good." I turned Knicks it on. They were, they were playing really good they were defense. Moving the ball, like they're they were getting out and running. Spacing knocking down open threes and then all of a sudden Milwaukee just turned it on got stops were really physical around the rim uh Brooke Lopez was really good rim protection obviously Giannis with his length people didn't want to go up on him um and then got out and ran got easy shots and then started knocking down their threes finally because Giannis was being so aggressive going downhill everybody started helping in get open corner threes started knocking them down Big win for the Bucks, though. Yeah, it was a fun game. But what? now, it's rookie time, man. Yeah. Um, is there any way you want to do this, or you want to just like? Well, go I feel back like we are talking about guys. I feel like we obviously have to start with the guy that's above and beyond everything, everybody else, which is Paolo. Paolo. And I know that you've watched him a lot more than me, so I'll let you start because you're you're a big you're a big big magic guy over there. He- Paolo is a pro, man. Like, 
how he just operates on the floor. Like he plays like he's been in the league for like at least five, six years. Like his presence about him, his physicality, his strength. He's averaging 21, just under seven rebounds, four around four assists. Um, uh, about a steal a game too, which is really good. He's not shooting efficiently, but I think that that's more just him figuring, like, especially early season, like he's still figuring it out. Like, especially decision-making wise, like there's lapses here and there, but he is showing that he's going to be the face of the franchise along with Franz, like his ability to be that point forward play inside play out his three ball is just improving over time he could get any spot he wants like he's really good pull-up jump shot he has a really smooth post game where he could face up and play out of that like he has so many levels to his offensive game as a rookie that like i honestly think maybe one other guy in this class has already and that's kind of stretching it because of the other guy kind of being a, I'm going to either put it up or I'm going to get to the cup while Paolo is very like, I'm going to take what you're giving me. Mm-hmm. Um, But he's just incredible. And I think defensively, he's really solid. Like he's able to sit down, guard his yard. Um, He's not locked in all the time defensively, but I think with time and as Jam- I even think just Jamal Mosley being around, like they're going to take pride in defense and I think him learning from him on a daily basis or Paolo learning from coach Mosley on a daily basis, like he has a bright future ahead of him. And on top of just the raw skill set he already has, I just, I don't know who else I would want in my franchise to be person. Like as a star player, like Paolo is going to be special for a long time. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Um, he just moves different. Like, when you watch all the other rookies, like they're still trying to find their footing. And like from day one, you could tell he was, he belongs in the league. Um, like he has a pro body. Uh, he moves like a pro. And then he's, his skill set, especially offensively, is just next level. Uh, I know he's putting up a lot of like rookie numbers, like similar to LeBron. Uh, there's like a lot of like animal like stats that are very similar to each other from their rookie years. Um, it's just, it's, it's really good. It's really fun to watch, especially this like rising duo. I know I brought up to you yesterday, if you were rather talk about duos, because I feel like a lot of these rookies, especially the ones that like the, the top of the line, like the guys that are performing the best right now have a duo, like a rising duo. So him and Franz are going to be, they're like, I know if you, if you kept up with the just hoops, uh, Twitter, Jacob puts up a lot of stuff about Fran- put up a lot of stuff about Franz and Paolo not too long ago about their stats together um over the past few weeks uh it's just been it's been really really good to watch a new rising duo come up and I think this young core in Orlando is going to be really special um they finally have Suggs back uh Wendell Carter's back um still waiting for uh Jonathan, Jonathan Isaac. Isaac, he comes back. Bro, I, let me look at the standings. You think they're going to make the playoffs? Is that what you're saying? I'm saying, all right, I, I sent, so J.J. Reddick posted a thing today about the Raptors and how 
this is changing the topic from rookies, but the Raptors in the loss column are how many games out of the, they're one game out of the play-in, but they're also three games away from 13th in the loss column. So if you do that for the Magic, they are four games in the loss column away from the Bulls at 10. And the eighth seed, they're only six games away from the eighth seed. So in theory, they get healthy and Paolo keeps improving. Franz keeps improving. Jonathan Isaac becomes that defensive force, hopefully, that we all like think that he could be. And I think that we are seeing Orlando in the play-in, and I will be very happy because I won't be wrong. Um, I'm keeping my receipts, and I am sticking to them. Um, if 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 not, they are definitely oh, they're filled, set up like for a long time. They're set up, yes. If everybody stays, like I don't, I don't want to say everybody, but if like this core stays of Franz. You need Paolo. Franz, Paolo, Wendell, and then you could figure out the rest. Like, like I would say, I would say Suggs and Fultz, because they're yeah, like, yeah. I mean, you know, Fultz you got is on like a, Fultz has like three years on his deal left too, so he'll be there. Um, but let's move on to. Uh, I think the best place to go is to go up to Indy and talk about Ben Matherin. Um, yep. Six five two ten out of Arizona. He's averaging 17, four rebounds, 1.4 assists on true shooting percentage of 55.6, probably the most efficient rookie by far. Um, in his last five games, it's been 15.6 points, uh, just under four rebounds, 1.2 assists, shooting 42 from the field and only 18 from three. Um, on the season, he's shooting 33 from three, but the true shooting numbers, I think, are what stand out like that number is seen alongside bigs and his ability to be so efficient with the ball in his hands is really fun. But we, we, I made a video about Ben and Hallie for the future. Like it's along the same lines as Franz and Paolo. Like you got two guys that could do so much for you that like your future's bright. Um, Ben is such a great athlete, able to get downhill guard anyone on the perimeter. Um, He's much more of a raw athlete than Paolo, um, where I think Paolo's skill set is just like at a next level on top of him being a physical freak of nature. Like he's 6'9", 250, while Ben's 6'5", 210. Um, But his ability to get downhill, that first step, he can handle. He has a really smooth jumper. Um, I want to see more second-level development with him and better playmaking ability, but... um, I just like you watch him play and he's so energetic. The fans are behind him. And then defensively, he's a playmaker, um, just flying around, making steals, blocking shots. Like he's just, he's playing basketball. Like there's kind of like an innocence to him and the Pacers, to be completely honest, that like they're just going out there on a nightly basis. Like let's try to have fun and win this game and like do whatever we have to do. Um, And Ben fits that and he's really fun to watch and, He's a really bright future ahead of him. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's another another thing that that duo of him and Howland Burton is going to be really special. Just how how Howland Burton controls the game, and then his scoring ability. I know I, I agree with what you said about him with the second level, but he's a huge reason why they are 
sixth in the East right now. Um, that and along with like talking about them in the beginning of the year, we thought they'd be bottom of the East fighting for that first overall pick. Um, but this like these young guys uh, on this team have really stepped up. And then you got Buddy Healed and Miles Turner hasn't been horrible. Um, he's been putting up what like eighteen. Miles and just had twenty nine and like nineteen or something. Mm-hmm. Like he had a huge night the other day. That's like they have so much talent on this team, and then along with what Ben Matherin's doing right now, like you couldn't ask him for much more. He's definitely taking what he said before the season, like like he took that seriously, like. He said he doesn't believe anybody's better than him. Like they have to show him. So like that's 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 how he acts on the floor. And that's like I love watching people like that. Like I'm gonna go out and take what I what I deserve. Like like you don't like you have that confidence in you. You're gonna play like how he is. And it's like he's just, he plays aggressive. Like he's going downhill. He's getting to the rim strong. Um, his shoot his shooting was what's really surprised me. Um, let me see. I think I, what's shooting? Did you bring that up? I just, I just said, well, he's not shooting like true shooting and advanced stats. He's shooting really well, but like 33 from three and, um, but like, that's, we didn't like, I didn't, his shooting was not a big shooting four, almost five threes a game. Like, I didn't think he'd put that up like that. Like, in college, he wasn't doing that. In college, he was cutting, getting to the rim. But it's like his shooting's been something that's really surprised me. I mean, it's it's 1A, 1... I would, never mind, 1 and 2, him and... Uh, it's 1 and 2, not 1A, 1B. Paulo, Paulo and him. So now, let's... Uh... Let's jump around a little bit. Let's go back and forth on guys that we've found impressive. Uh, you want to start or you want me to start? Oh, uh, you got it, because I got to bring people up. Um, I'm going to go with the last video on Just Hoops, Walker Kessler. I'm not going to get too much into it, just because I would like you guys to watch that video. But he's been awesome. Um, Just to give you some numbers, he's plus 6.9 in his on-off differential. Um, defensively is where he's great, though. Uh, teams are negative 8.4, shooting 5% less, not getting to the line, not getting nearly as many offensive rebounds. Um. He's blocking shots. He's great interior defender already. Uh, 7-1, just great length. He moves really well. He's able to switch out. They don't like him switching out, but he does a really good job at just staying in a stance, trying to stay in front. But his raw shot blocking ability right now, it's so elite. He times shots so well. He's able to know when and where offenses are going to shoot from. Um, he just has a really good feel for the game so early in his career and i said this in the video but i think he's like a baby go bear with how he's able to clog the paint he's able to just make plays on the inside he's so dominant on the interior that it's just incredible to see him doing what he does uh to go into more numbers teams are getting to the rim He's in the 91st percentile at negative 3.6% of teams shooting at the rim when he's on the floor. Like, and even short mid, they're shooting negative 0.5% less when he's in the game. Both of those numbers are in pretty decently high percentiles. And 
he's just doing it at a high level and there's not many bigs in the league that are doing it at this efficient level defensively but there's my uh little two cents about walker kessler love watching him yeah no he's he's had a really big impact in utah you know like you said baby go bear um but uh I'm going to cheat a little bit, and I'm just going to say the entire uh, – well, not, not the entire, but majority of the Memphis Grizzlies um, rookie class. They've all just – they've like the thing that I like is that they came in and they bought into their role. They were late first, early second-round picks. Um, the biggest impact guy right now has been David Roddy. He's been really, really good for them off their bench, uh, just coming in, doing his job, not doing too much. He had those point. He has those point guard skills from college. He kind of plays like a kind of a wing role or a forward role. Um, but you get he gets the ball in the post. He could fling it across the court to an open shooter. He's he's looked really good. He's going to fight on the boards too. Um, I kind of wish Kenny Lofton could get more time, but they're so deep at that position. Like when he did get time, he looked really good. But now he, he was he's down in the G League ground, right? Yeah, he's playing really well down there. Yeah. But when he got time, he looked really good. Uh, but now with um, with Jaron Jackson back, that that role is really deep, especially with him, Aldama, and Brandon Clark. They're really really good at the four. Um, Roddy to me is like he's gonna be Grant Williams. Like that's exactly what I see. Yeah. Like somebody that's gonna guard hard, make open threes, and just be pretty smart with the ball in his hands. Like he's making he's, mistakes he's, right now, but he's so like on track to be really good. He's going to be like a – he'll be a better playmaker than him. I think, yeah, like, he has better guard skills from the jump. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like already he does. And that's like I, – I, he's going to have a huge role with this team going forward, like in the future. And then he's if they make a run in the playoffs, I feel like he's going to be a huge, huge part of that. Um, And, and the last guy is uh, Lareva, um, or Laravia. Laravia. Yeah, there you go. Uh, he's been just playing solid, playing his role. Um, but the main guy, like I said earlier, was uh, Roddy because he's been have like the big and biggest impact, playing the most minutes out of all three of them. But that's like that's a very that was a very underrated rookie class. We talked about that in the off season, and they came in and they're doing their role already, and they they looked really good in it. Uh, for me now, I'm gonna go uh, Shade and Sharp. Uh, Dang it. I am very, I, I went in the draft saying I would not draft him, but now <laughs> I'm, I am, <laughs> I am just like, this guy is so fun to watch. Like raw from the jump. Like you watch this guy play. He's an athlete and a half. Like he might be like a top three, two foot jumper in basketball. Like he gets up and his head's above the rim and he just great athletic ability running the floor. But what I think is like making him good from the like from where he is right now, like he can get to the second level by himself, knock down a tough mid. He's great at playing off of Anthony and uh, Lillard, getting cuts, finishing at the rim, and then he's knocking down corner threes. But then he bought in defensively, like he's really good in the zone at the top, using his length, using that speed and quickness, making plays. Um, he's guarding his yard when they're matching up. He's just such a force. Like it, you don't see a wing be as like d- 
don't like he's loud. Like he's on the floor. He's like forcing turnovers. The ball's getting tipped. He's then he's running down the floor. He's dunking on somebody. Then next play, he's in a corner three. Like it might be a f- give him like three minute span in the second quarter, but you're like, oh, Shaden Sharp was in the game. Um, the impact is so loud and it's really fun to watch. And just like, I do think the sky's the limit for him. And I think Portland's in really good shape for a long time because you're going to be able to build around a backcourt after Lillard between Anthony and Shaden. And those two together could be really fun just playing off of each other. And I think Shaden Sharp shot creation ability is going to be on display big time when Lillard calls it quits and even before then, just having somebody on the wing that has his length, athleticism, and skill set, if he can make and take tough shots uh, as a rookie, I know he's not doing it at high volume, but shooting 45% on long mids, 42% from mid-range, 47% from corner threes already, like he's going to have a really good career, and I – I'm sorry for not wanting to draft him. <laughs> oh, it was justified. He didn't play in college. I know. I know. And it was for dumb reasons. But um, uh, I'm going to go with somebody whose stats don't really pop out, but his impact on the floor has been really, really good. Uh, and that's Dyson Daniels. Um, he's had a huge role in in New Orleans. Uh. His stats, like I said, don't really pop out. 4.3 points per game, 3.4 rebounds, 2.2 assists. But he's really, like, we, we said in when in our draft videos that he could definitely have a huge impact defensively. And I thought that would take, like, maybe a year to get, like, a lot of rookies struggled defensively earlier, early just because of how skilled NBA players are. Um, but he's he had, like, he had a coming out party against Devin Booker in that uh, those uh, like I think it was the back to back in New Orleans, um, right before Book got hurt, and he he did amazing on Book. They were kind of like it was like kind of by committee, like there was multiple guys that they threw at him, but he he was one of the the big impact guys guarding him, and like he could shut down guys one on one. He's great off the ball. Uh, he has a great defensive IQ. His his length is great. Um, it's just him. Uh, you you look at their their team. Him, Herb Jones, Jose Alvarado. Um, all these young guys are really really good defensively, and that's a huge reason as why they're doing so good right now. Especially since they've been battling injuries all year. Um, because these guys are stepping up, especially on the defensive end. Like if you can't if you can't score on them, you're not going to beat them. So. They got really good wing defenders. That's Dyson. I honestly did not think he'd get run this year, and then he ends up. I don't. Know, he played it. He's played so far in 32. 32 games. Started in five. Like big time impact guy, averaging point eight steals a game. Like I just think that that's not even really what he does though. Like it's like it's just solid. Like he makes everything tough for whoever he's guarding. Yeah, like it's kind of like I feel like him and uh, he's not a better defender than Herb Jones, but it's like kind of the same like impact. Like Herb Jones isn't going to go and get three steals a game. No, like he's just going to stay in front, make everything really, really difficult for you um, and be like physical on ball. Like that's that like they have the same kind of impact. It's just wild to think about between 
Daniels, um, Trey Murphy, and um, Herb Jones. Like, those three guys are going to be – and then you have Jose Alvarado at the point. Mm-hmm. Like, and those guys are, like, the role players. Like, Jose's going to be off the bench. And then you can only start like when they're healthy. You can only start one of them, and you're gonna start Herb because he's he's Herb Jones. Like Herb Jones is already putting himself in discussion for best defensive player in basketball. Like, mm-hmm. and Trey Murphy and Dyson are just showing on a nightly basis. Like, hey, we're really good at this too. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's their their young cores really underrated. Like, it's insane. Like, I mean, you get. I guess like you talk about Zion, like. Um, I mean, he's still young. Brandon Ingram's pretty young. What's he like, 26, 27? Like, he's yeah. not, he's like getting into his prime now. Like, their young core is really, really good. Like, you don't really think about it. Um, let me go to another guy that numbers don't really pop out, but is really fun. Uh, Christian Coloco for Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, he has started in a pretty good amount of games. I don't have the number pulled up, but he just, Man runs the floor. He rebounds, blocks shots. Uh, he's averaging 1.2 shot blocks a game. Uh, rebounds at a high level. Uh, he is somebody that, like, you look at this roster and, like, I know Toronto is a team right now that has a ton of, like, question marks about where they're going to go, what they're going to do. But if you think about him with Scotty, with Fred, with, like, he fits right in. Like somebody that could set screens, roll to the hoop hard, offensive rebound. Uh, the jump shot is not there, but he is an elite scorer around the hoop. And then defensively, he could guard on the interior, just give them some type of just presence in the paint. Like when they won the chip, like they had Marcus All. Like you had that interior guy that like they haven't had since him. And Coloco could easily, I think, be the best option for them to fill that in instead of doing what they've been with the highly switchy, high pressure, like try to force turnovers, win the possession game, like giving Coloco a shot to clog the paint. Because if you look at their other bigs, there's really not like a Chu is a small big. Uh, Boucher is basically like a bull bull. Like you're not going to play him at the five. And Coloco is like a true big, like he's going to clog the paint, be that good drop man, be somebody that's going to rebound, block out, do all those little things, a screen setter. And he just gives you that third level of the offense, like somebody on the porch, somebody around the rim, somebody offensive rebounding, like really fun watch. And somebody that I think needs some love. Um, But Christian Coloco. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go to another guy. Um, I forgot what I was going to say, uh, but I'm going to go to Oklahoma City and, and talk about Jalen Williams. The, the, both the, of the You can talk about both to be completely honest. I'm, I'm just going to, I'm not going to talk about the center. I'm going to talk about the other one, <laughs> the wing. Um, Averaging 11.6 points a game, 3.8 rebounds, 2.8 assists. His stats pop out a lot more than I thought they would. Um, but he's really, really good around the rim. He's athletic. Uh, he finishes tough shots around the rim. His mid range is solid. Uh, he's shooting 50% from the field, but then 28% from three. So he's finishing plays around the rim. He's putting up 
almost three threes a game, and he puts up nine shots a game. So those other six some, shots. To give you some numbers, 70% from the rim, which is in the 84th percentile. Short mm-hmm. mid, he's shooting 48%, which is the 80th percentile, and he's shooting 44% from all of mid-range, which is 78th percentile. Really efficient. Yeah, if he could, if he could start, if he could work on that three pointer, like if he can get that three up to like thirty five percent, like he's he's a dangerous player. He's probably a twenty something point scorer a game. He's gonna he's gonna be really special in this league. Um, like Oklahoma City's another team with a really 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 good um young core. Like it's it's he's, insane. He's a huge part of it. The other Jalen Williams is, has been really really good. Um. And then obviously you got Giddy and Chick Elders Alexander and then Chet just chilling there, you know. And then they're probably gonna get another top ten pick. It's it's gonna be it's it's scary there. <laughs> um I'm gonna go to Jeremy Sochan from uh San Antonio. Uh the questionable pick uh that has turned out, in my opinion, really well. Um just Smart basketball player, um, high impact guy. He's for San Antonio in the record. He's actually plus in on off numbers, um, plus 0.9 in his full differential. Most of it coming defensively. Uh, he's forcing turnovers at a high level. He's not fouling. Uh, when you go to like some defensive deep dive numbers, does a really good job in the paint for being a six eight guy. Like walling up, being physical, being strong offensively he's just smart like he's moving the ball when he has to if not he's taking the shots he's supposed to he's really good around the rim um at just getting down there whether it's a cut or not he uh needs to shoot better in my opinion but if like he's a really efficient three-point shooter um he is shooting i just had it pulled up my bad we'll pause maybe not never mind ignore me ignore that last comment i take that back he's shooting really good from mid that's what it was uh 40 from all of mid 47 percent from long mid uh he's only shooting 22 percent from three uh and his numbers don't necessarily jump out um he he's just playing basketball at his like smart high iq level like he's a spur uh eight points a game just under five rebounds, two and a half assists, um, 1.3 stocks, and he's just doing it. Like, he's fun to watch. High-energy kid. Uh, somebody a lot of people question his draft, but, like, he's obviously somebody that could be, like, part of a winning culture. Like, not to talk about another rookie, but Tari Eason's that same way. Like, somebody that – Stats aren't going to stick out. He's not going to shoot, be the most efficient scorer on the floor, but he's going to just impact the game, rebound, block shots, force turnovers, be really solid defensively, do all the little things at that like three, four spot, just be a versatile forward. And both of those guys are just that type of dude, like winning basketball players. Yeah. Um, The next guy. I'm going to go to – I forgot about Tar East, so I'm not going to lie. Um, that's somebody else that I really like watching. Uh, but um, I'm going to talk a little bit about A.J. Griffin in Atlanta. He, uh, I feel like he's 
they're gearing for him. Like I feel like I've seen a lot of stuff about them shopping uh Bogdanovich. Um so I feel like they're kind of gearing for him to be that next guy. I feel like he fits in that role really well. Him and uh Hunter kind of fit together pretty like they're they're kind of like they're a good fit together. Um but he's he's been shooting the ball well, 36% from 3. Uh, 46% from the field, averaging 9.9 points a game. Um, he's a pure scorer. He's going to be really good defensively. Uh, just kind of got, got to find his footing. Like like I said before, rookies kind of struggle early on defensively in their careers, um, just trying to get used to it. But he has all the tools to be a really, really, really good defender. And I think he's going to be a, a very solid player in this league. And... He's showing it right now, especially scoring wise offensively, um, a lot better than I thought he was going to be early on. Uh, you good there? I just, I know, I just pulled up his numbers. He's like one of the most efficient scores in mm-hmm. the league. Uh, fifty-five percent effective field goal percentage. He shoots seventy-five percent at the rim, fifty-one percent short mid, fifty percent all mid. Uh, 36 from non-corner threes, 37 from corner threes, 36 from three-point land overall. Like, that's efficient. I didn't yeah. realize. Like, you watch him play and you're like, dang, he's doing – like, he's playing really good. Like, he's a really solid player, does his job at both ends, but, like, I never realized how efficient he was. He just – he doesn't force bad shots. That's the thing. Like, he's no. he's going to – he he's, like, he's playing his role right now, but – He's playing his role at a really, really high level. Like he's he's really good. Really like efficiently. for Atlanta, he's really good because you have Dejounte and Trey that like mm-hmm. they're the ball. Like, and then you put him in at that three spot. Like, he's Hunter been playing Apple. well. They have um, a good roster. It's just not really working. It's out not right clicking now. at all. <laughs> um, I'm gonna do a shout out, Mark Williams. He's been playing well of late. Um, just got in the rotation for Charlotte, but I really want to talk about uh, Jalen Duran. Um, you know how we said Paolo was a force? Like, Duran is just on a different level. Um, shooting 63%, uh, 7.7 points per game, 8.5 rebounds, leading the rookie class, um, 1.2 shot blocks a game. Uh, inside is just, this guy is going to be an elite big man for basically his whole career. Like teams are already scouting against him at the rim, which is like, they're not even doing that for Walker Kessler and Kessler. If you look at his per 36 is averaging like three and a half shot blocks a game. And then Duran is like right there with like three, but like the force, the athleticism, the size, the strength, like there's not many guys like they have Isaiah Stewart on that team. And like Isaiah Stewart isn't even on that same like wavelength of just, being a force and Isaiah Stewart is probably one of the strongest players in the NBA, you know, and it's just like wild to see how this guy is able to go in, just rebound an incredibly high rate. Um, He's not allowing offensive rebounds, not allowing shots off of offensive rebounds. Guys aren't getting their free throw putbacks. Like he is just a force on the interior, really fun to watch. And then you're pairing him with Ivy and Kate, uh, Kate Cunningham for the basically, ideally, his whole career. He's going to be successful catching lobs, finishing around the rim offensively. Like 
he will not have to expand his offensive game just because of those two guys, but defensively is where he will be an anchor of a defense for if they keep this together for a really long time. Yeah. Um, last guy, I, it's not going to be really long talking about him just because he really hasn't played much, but what he has, his impact has been really good. And I just want to like shout out Musa, Musa Diabate. Um, he really, when they were struggling with injuries in L and with the Clippers, um, he really stepped up, played really high energy minutes, mm-hmm. fought for offensive rebounds, played really solid defense. He's more of an undersized big. He's what six nine, um, yeah. but he's and he's pretty skinny. But like he he fought. He would get, uh, like I remember watching one game. He got like two straight offensive rebounds on free throws, and like I was like, dang, his his impact right now is really really good. Um, he like he was a reason they won a few games when they were injured. Oh, like when they were fighting with Paul George out, John Wall out, Kawhi out, like that, all that stuff. But that's that's like it's the last guy I could really think of. Well, and shout for, out Bo Champ for Musa. Uh, the, during that stretch that you're talking about, like he had one of the best plus minuses in the league mm-hmm. over like an eight game stretch. Um, he's gonna be a really good player. Like it's just tough on that roster to get run. Um. Another guy that I'm thinking of is uh, Patrick Baldwin Jr. He's starting to get some play time. He's looking he? really good and yeah, shooting it well, playing off of Drake. Like he fits the system perfectly. Like really mm-hmm. fun watch. Um, but like overall, like I know I said this at the jump, kind of, but this rookie class is just fun. Like it's it's a lot. It's really quiet though. That's it's a thing. quiet, but like all these guys are gonna be in the league for like, even if you go to like the undrafted guys like. Orlando Robinson, that guy's going to be a backup big for probably eight to 12 years. Like if he's doing what he's doing now, like mm-hmm. there was so much really good talent that came in, but like, this is even what we said at draft time. It was like, you had pal, you had the top three that you were kind of like, these are going to be like good, like players, like all-star level guys. But the rest of it is like, there's a lot of have role players. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like it kind of turned out that way, but then like, Benedict Matherin comes in and he's like, Hey, I'm here too. And like Palo's Palo. Um Jabari Smith's been playing really well of late. Uh who else was top three? It was Palo, Jabari. Jabari. Oh, uh, and uh Jaden Ivy. Jaden Ivy. Like and then and then uh Keegan Murray was fourth. Keegan Murray was four. Keegan Murray's a really good like I he's he's, he's, he's a really he'll be good a starting player. four. He'll be a yeah. starting four for like, a long time. I think it's funny that he plays with Harrison Barnes because you watch he plays like play Harrison and he plays Barnes. like Harrison Barnes. Like it's like somebody that's gonna be a really freaking good basketball player for a really long time, but it's like that's not gonna get a lot of respect because no. he's he's not flashy. That's what like last week we talked about bench players, and then like I was thinking about like what should we talk about this week? I'm like, all these rookies are like unsung, like nobody talks about half of them, but they're all like getting minutes, they're consistently good role players they're just doing their job and it's like you can't even find vets that do some of this stuff like for teams like grizzlies are a perfect example you got a ton of like first through four-year guys that are just like doing their role at high levels and it's i was kind of happy you brought that up as like a bunch because that's kind of like the gist of the class like majority of the class is guys that are just being high level in their role and just trying to win basketball games, which is fun. Like not many guys with like big egos trying to do too much and trying to screw up 
you're not trying, but just making it difficult to transition. But those are like my big takeaways. Yeah, no, this that's like there's a lot of high impact guys in this class. Um, you hit the nail on the head though. They're not gonna. They're like they're buy, a lot of guys are buying into their role. Like that's when you a lot of the guys that we talked about are just doing really really good in their role. Um, especially like a lot of, like if you look at it, most of the guys are that aren't like putting up eighteen to twenty points a game are in top six top seven in the, in their uh, conferences and their teams are doing good like ben matherin indiana wouldn't be in that spot without him um like that's that's like a big big uh like that's when you look at this class that's the impact of it dyson daniels they would have they would have lost a few games without dyson daniels just battling through injuries um like it's we talked about this class being kind of weak um talked about the top three uh there was a lot of debate about the top three from a few of us um but uh it's it's showed to be a lot more than just the top three but unfortunately they're not gonna a lot of these guys aren't gonna get a lot of love because it's not super they're not the stars yeah they're not flashy they're not like doing like Instagram stuff, you know, like it's not mm-hmm. all mixtapes. It's actually like winning basketball plays. Yeah. Which is like underrated, but it's like kind of what you want from like somebody you're bringing in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it's a good class in that, in that aspect. It's a lot of, a lot of championship guys in this class. There was. For sure. For sure. But with that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the podcast. I hope you guys check us out on YouTube. Uh, I talked about that Walker Kessler video. That was the last one that's been posted. Uh, Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, just for different basketball content coming out on those platforms. But until next time, peace.